check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Welcome to a special edition of Red Storm Chasers. I'm Vincent here with Craig, Tim, and Nick. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We're here with a special holiday episode. I'm coming to you on Thanksgiving. With a, uh, we've got an interview coming up for you, but we'll do a little Thanksgiving convo before that. Kind of messed up if you have tur- the turkey be like the symbol of Thanksgiving and really just eat it on Thanksgiving. You know, I that, it's, you think about it, it's kind of messed up. Funny we were talking about that. We were, I was watching, you know, football on Sunday with uh, yeah, my parents. I see. It. And on Sunday night football, they were showing like a turkey farm. Right yeah. and like Mike Yikes. Tirico is like, oh, if only they knew. And it was like, damn, like I kind of feel bad for the turkeys. Like, like now I kind of don't want to eat the turkey. I mean, I, I, I love turkey. I, so Craig, it's Craig's favorite meal. I, I love turkey. Turkey's, turkey's fantastic. So. Turkey's pretty good. I, I, you I know, I'm not a huge fan. I, I gotta eat it on Thanksgiving. But besides that, I don't go out of my way and ever eat turkey. It's I, gotta be seasoned right. It's gotta I, be. Made I make right. a ham. No, I, love, I like ham too. I, yeah, I don't really. I mean, I, I'm okay Ham's with Easter. Ham's a very Easter Easter. I hate ham. I hate what? him. Craig, Craig does hate him. I would a little if honey. I, ham, if I could never eat ham again, if I had to pick one meat, then everybody gonna be ham. That's I'd, really it's, funny. It's not even close, actually. Turkey, I could eat literally every single day. See, I don't, I don't love turkey. I actually do eat turkey like very, very often. When the gobbler I, comes, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say at Walla, Craig is on. He's a first guy I, in I line. Love, yeah, Craig, I love like, the, the Craig gobbler. Is at Wawa, Craig man. is there. Thank God, Wawa's are twenty four hours. Otherwise, Craig would be knocking on the door. But he follows the Twitter page and he just, does. It, it responds: Is the gobbler back? And it's yes or no <laughs> answers. Although they started putting mashed potatoes on the gobbler, which is <laughs> absolutely don't disgusting. get Craig started. I forgot about this story. I this apologize was, for bringing it up. This was horrible. I went to get the gobbler. I was excited. I ordered it. I check. I was checking. You go through customize, make sure because I want the gravy and I want the cranberry. I want to make sure I have the cranberry sauce and all that good stuff. I go get my sandwich. Great, cool. Go home, unwrap it, <laughs> take a bite into it. Full of mashed potatoes. I almost threw Wait, up which, on the just, thing. Just, just on the side. For normal people, you're like, well, mashed potatoes, that's delicious. Craig hates mashed potatoes. Hate mashed potatoes. He actually yeah. hates potatoes in general. He's Irish. He hates mashed potatoes. Hate he him. does not eat them. I literally almost threw so up. So literally Only just ruined, ruined Craig's meal. Well, ruined Craig's are, that's meal. That's not even a, fr- it's not like a potato. I mean, they're absolutely a form of potato. Yeah. They're literally French fried potatoes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, mashed potatoes are disgusting. It doesn't <laughs> really matter. Uh, it was It was foul. But it, mostly, I like I, I, people like mashed potatoes. That's fine, whatever. If it's gonna be on the sandwich, you gotta tell somebody. Actually, that's my bigger no, problem. With he, it. he is right about this. He is right about that. You, you can't just have something on the sandwich. It's like a lot of places don't list cheese, and I, but don't even get me started. I know we've probably talked about it before. People put cheese on everything now. It's like a, a default. You just put on cheese. Not everyone wants cheese. Me in particular never wants cheese. Why do I have to take cheese off of something that's not listed? On the menu, right? Like, all the time. Just, just list it. Just tell somebody. Just list it. Yeah, but... So, I'm kind of shocked. You bit into the sandwich. Did you... When you get subs, and they're cut in half, and you pick it up, do you ever actually look at what you're biting into? So, I'm going to tell you... And this is... you make it even more disgusting, but I didn't want to say this, but you brought it up. So, I put mayo on the sandwich, too. Because I like mayo on my turkey sandwich. <laughs> you didn't notice? No, so I thought it was mayo, and I bit it, and it was mashed potatoes, which is, oh, wow. mayo is also my favorite condiment, so it went from my favorite condiment to my least favorite food of all time, which is just like a, the what biggest, juxtaposition. You saw, bottom you drop saw, out of all time. You saw what you thought was a glob of mayo, which I was like, <laughs> you what? were like, yeah. Because I even said, I was like, damn, that's a lot of mayo. Even for me, that's a lot of mayo. <laughs> if, the, if, it's, if Craig says there's a lot of mayo, there's a lot of mayo. And then I took a bite, and I was like, oh my God, this is awful. It was brutal. It was brutal. 
But now it's Thanksgiving, and I get to make my own turkey and with no mashed potatoes. This is now the for third me. time. I mean, we have mashed story. potatoes, so don't worry. I mean, we have mashed potatoes. I'm not. Craig was so person. upset about this. He told me he then had to tell my wife how upset he was about this story. That's it was scarring. How upset Wait, he was about so, it. So, what's y'all most overrated side then? I already told. You. I know. I know you're gonna say mashed potatoes, but the other two. Uh, considering Wait. I don't really enjoy turkey that much, and I mainly just eat the sides. Um, I enjoy vegetables. So, so you're, you're you're the side specialist then. I mean, sure. Except I, except I'm extremely picky. So like, what do I? What the worst sides for me are all the ones I don't eat, which is a wide array of like all of them. <laughs> Vincent doesn't really like food. <laughs> yeah. Like like in general, the, like, wa- the water is good. cranberry sauce. Oh nope, God, stuffing. I don't eat that. Oh, I cast any kind man. of casserole, whatever. Yams. That's weird. Um, uh, what other sides are there? I don't know. Who likes corn? Corn, well, yeah, like I said, I like plain vegetables. Corn, string beans. Greens, beans, potatoes, tomatoes. No, no, like, I don't like collard greens. I wouldn't eat those. I don't eat beans either. That's, that's the, I mean, I like the song. Like green, that's not true. You like green beans. Yeah. It's not the same as collard greens, which is what. Oh, yeah, it's very different. The song's Oh, yeah. I mean, Nick loves corn. You love corn. Nick loves big corn. Guy. <laughs> super sweet corn. Yes. Super sweet corn. It's got to be the sweetest. And Cindy's corn. Uh, mixed uh, mixed flavor white and yellow corn. It was an all time high in Nick's life. Absolutely, that was the sweetest corn I've ever had. Oh, it was something. It was certainly his all time high. <laughs> if I, he wasn't low, I can tell you that. That's for sure. So if I had to go with my worst, my least favorite side, it's got to be the green beans, without a doubt. Green beans are green delicious. Beans. I'm not a green beans fan. Not, I know even, not only not. for Thanksgiving, but just in general in life. I'll I'll eat, I eat green, green beans. Green beans are growing on me. I eat green beans like every day. Absolutely. They're delicious. I mean, mean, I I love green beans, uh, especially when you get like the bacon and stuff. It's fantastic. Who needs that? Just give me plain green beans. I love bacon. I like green beans. So, (laughs) double combo. For me, it's always the sweet potatoes with the marshmallows on top. That's what I'm talking about. The yams. Yeah. That's your least. least. That's my least. That's what I'm saying. Because I look at it like, oh, it's dessert. And I go, eh. Yeah, no. Just kind of like wipe off the tongue, like I don't want it to. <laughs> I'm gonna have a hot even t- have this flavor. I'm gonna have a hot take about turkey. <laughs> oh boy, you people like that cold? don't like turkeys because they they don't know how to make turkey. Oh, I agree with that 100. I, I, so, I do. I do yes. agree. Most people don't know how to make turkey because people uh-huh. make it once a year and then it's not good because they don't know how to do it. Correct. And then they're like, That's "Oh, this fair. is horrible." It's like eh, you just don't know how to make you gotta turkey. Take it out. You gotta put everything you, back you, on top of it. Let's so people. If you make turkey, like my mom made turkey literally all the time. So it's she knows how to make turkey. Like, it's Confirm. very good. But if you only make turkey once a year, you're like, oh, this is awful. It's like, well, yeah, if you make something once a year. Right. And it is and, a drier, and drier meat than You have than to cook it correctly. Otherwise, it, it can get dried out very quickly, which is yeah. understandable. I've had bad turkey. I'm not saying I have it, but yeah. that's my I, hot take. I, I mean, I can say this. When I can understand why Sarah doesn't like turkey based off of, like, the people I've known that have made turkey for her. Like... No, when someone puts cranberries in their stuffing, I expect their turkey to be dry. First of that's all, that's probably a good correlation. I, I, that's not bad. And, and anyone who's it's probably was there like anyone walnuts who's using stuffing, stuffing that doesn't come out of the box Sounds is like, doing well, it wrong anyway. That's wild. Hmm? There's like walnuts tell him, in Craig. stuffing too. Tell them, Craig. No, there's no walnuts. I could see it. Right? Tell them, Craig. Were... Tell them about the box. Tell them about box stuffing. Oh, yeah. there's Box stuffing is the best stuffing. It's scientific. It's scientific. You think that your grandma, as there's a joke, I think it was Kevin James. Kevin James. It was Kevin like, James. You think your grandma in Ronkonkoma makes the best thing. You know, they have scientists that build this to most most flavorful, most delicious stuffing in the world. They made it. By the way, I, I use the same true. I use the same argument for maple syrup. My Robin, my wife, loves natural maple syrup. Oh, it's so much better. Natural maple syrup tastes like watery <laughs> sugar. 
Okay, give me high, Wait. give me high fructose corn syrup, baby. What Pearl the? Mining Company. Oh, drizzle Pearl. that bad boy. I, I, I go, I go log cabin. I'm, I'm, I'm a log cabin. You go log cabin. That's fine. I'm not against it. Mrs. Buttersworth, good brand too. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not against Pearl. I'm not against it. My preference. My point. Well, no, log cabin doesn't use high fructose corn syrup. They use something else. That's what we grew up on. We grew up on log cabin. Yeah, No, no, no. Back when we grew up, it had high fructose corn syrup in it. Now it no longer has high fructose. I feel like midway through. It switched. Like in high school, Vince is a big advocate for the Midwest. Uh, he loves corn. Yeah. I'm a big advocate corn. for high. F- hey, listen. <laughs> Eventually, the Iowa caucuses are coming. All right, I got to be on the right <laughs> side of this. Don't work. Don't even get me started on ethanol. All right. Uh, but high fructose corn syrup is delicious. I know it's terrible for you, but it's delicious. Give me the fake maple syrup because again, there's people, there's scientists who put this together, and you know what? It tastes spectacular on my pancakes. Is there an interview today? Or are we just talking about? This? I'm oh. sorry. I've we got sidetracked. Well, anyway, hope you all have a wonderful time with your families today, uh, or whatever day you're listening to this. Hopefully, your Thanksgiving was eventful and fun, and you got some nice time away. And hopefully, nobody nobody was too out of pocket. Well, you never. Well, know. maybe a little bit. Maybe that's why you're listening just, to us right now. Just, yeah, you know, <laughs> just enough to keep it fun. Keep that's it that's spicy. what we're looking for. You keep it a little spicy. All right. Well, we have a very special interview too. Uh, we have. Former St. John's forward and 1,000-point scorer, Sir Dominic Pointer, sat down with Tim and Nick for an interview. All right. So with us, we got Sir Dominic Pointer, uh, St. John's great from 11 to 15. Uh, yes, sir. How you doing? How's it been? I'm all, I'm all right. I'm good. You know, just, you know, continuing my career plan and doing, doing everything right. Yeah, you just had a long flight. So uh, where are you at right now? Uh, by rain, you know, I just touched down uh, two days ago, so it's been good. You know, I played here last year, um, so you know, we just looking to um, repeat, go back and forth. Um, you know, we got um, the Watso and uh, I forgot the name, it's another tournament we got coming up in September. Hopefully, you yeah. guys win it. Hopefully, you guys continue your success and yes, get some more hardware in the uh, cabinet in the old cabinet. Oh, uh, for sure, for sure. All right, so let's get more back into your college days. Um, so if you don't mind me asking, uh, what made you choose St. John's? Oh, man, um, live off the rip. I ain't going to lie to you. It was live, and then he's, he's a good selling pitch with the garden, of course. Of course. And then it was just uh, so much opportunity to play. That was my thing. You know, we came in with, like, nine new guys, so it was, like, just a perfect opportunity. I feel like, you know, and then the guys that we were, were were recruiting were good guys, and I knew a couple of them before we uh, got locked in. So it just made a real easy decision. Yeah, the fresh five. I remember that when you guys were all fresh. <clears throat> it was like the youngest team in the country yeah. and all that fun stuff. It was an exciting yeah. time. A good time. As we have yeah, exciting good time, times good time. now. No, for sure. We start off that season great, and then, yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of uh, a lot of struggles with a very young team with a new coach, always. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, what was your some of your favorite memories at St. John's, or what was your favorite memory at St. John's? Oh man, uh, my favorite. I, I do my favorite. My favorite memory was like my thousand point um, game. You know, Georgetown. We actually needed that, that game to get into the tournament too. So it just yeah. and it was um, senior night. So it was just a combination of all that stuff, and it just made it. The icing on the cake, I scored a thousand at night too. So it was just great, great vibes that night. Yeah, that was an amazing moment. I remember I was a manager with when when you were a senior, so I was I was there. 
a little in the back. Yes, it was a great time <laughs> for all of us. So do you still talk to anybody on the team? Do you still talk to – I know, like, D said, you guys have a group chat, I think. You, Phil Green, him, you still talk to anybody else? Or do yeah, you talk to them we all still time? talk – yeah. Um, here and there, you know, uh, you know, through social media, you will see somebody that posts something doing good or anything like that. You hit them up, you know, just – because y'all family at the end of the day, no matter what. So I still talk to Phil Balamu. I still talk to, you know, Obek Bud a little bit here and there. Um, and of course, Phil and, you know, D'Angelo, so – it's still, it's still, we're still pretty locked in. Yeah, we got a lot of guys from that team that uh that went on to go play internationally, right? Play after college. No, for sure. No, and still playing to this day, so it's good. Oh yeah, everybody now is uh, seasoned in their careers. No, for sure. Yeah, a little, little season, a little bit. No good <laughs> time. That was. Oh, I don't want to think about how long ago it was. <laughs> just you know, two years ago. Yeah, right. So but I want to know, uh, Jamal Branch. Is he just like on mm-hmm. a, a farm in Texas somewhere at this point? Like, what, what happened with him? Like, he, Jamal, uh, yeah, I don't it's, even. Uh, I Daniel, can't even lie to you. I, I haven't talked to I haven't talked to Jamal in years. That's one of the people I, I haven't talked to. But now they say bring him up. I gotta find him. I, I I see his brother more than I see him on social media. Like Jamal just kind of just vac- vacated and disappeared, like vanished. <laughs> yeah, D'Angelo was joking but, about that. That he's like, oh, he just went to a farm somewhere <laughs> and just didn't have social media. <laughs> no, but he, but he always been that way though. Even when we were in, in college, he just a quiet, quiet guy. Yeah, I he always have, Yeah, I, I do have a question for you. With uh, so the team that ended your career there, mm. so might be a touchy topic. Rashid, he's been in and out. Mm. Have you guys ever like? Tried to get back in with him and like, I talked to Rashid this year. I talked to Rashid this year. Okay. So um, yeah, he he he's doing good. You know, he's he doing good for himself. He's uh, you know, mentoring the youth and trying to get his life, you know, saying back on the right path. And you know, he's just doing the right things. Oh, well, I mean, that's great to hear because he, he's yeah. he he had some bad luck. Some yeah, some brown pot. Yeah, yeah, bad luck down on his luck a little bit, you know, it happens, you know what I'm saying? But now he turned his life around and like I said, you know what I'm saying? It's only up from here. He's still young, so people don't realize he's still young and he's still got time to, you know what I'm saying, to do a whole 360, you know what I'm saying? Flip it 180 oh, yeah. one time. And I mean, he's uh, just like you, he was a uh, genetic freak. He just could do anything. He'd side. Do so anything. So that, that, that doesn't yeah. really go away at, uh, he's got to be what, 28 right now? 29? No, nah, you got to be younger than that. Uh, yeah, probably about 28, 28. No, nah, yeah, he's 20, like 28. 27, 20, 20, yeah. 28, 27. So, I mean, hey, yeah. that's 30 is prime. So, yeah, no, you're in the prime to about 33, 35. So, nowadays, you know, you're getting older, the science and everything is pushing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Shoot, the recovery is a lot better nowadays. Yeah. I mean, LeBron's 40. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, you keep pushing it. Hasn't played till he was 60. So, you know what I'm saying? I playing. mean, if he wanted to, he'd probably still play. They just he, they probably told him at this point, like, hey, just be a coach. Just be a coach. He was that anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So did you like playing at the Garden or did you like playing at Karnaseka better? Oh, man. Better or? What was you, which one did you like more? Personally, what did you like more? What atmosphere? What Maybe not the atmosphere. Maybe at all. Man, um... Like, it depends on what year it was, too, at that. Because, you know, when we played in the garden a couple of times, that boy was baking. 
Yeah. When we were yeah. losing. So like oh, yeah. freshman year it was popping and then senior year it was popping. But those two years it was it was up and down, you know what I'm saying? So but Carnesec was always cracking no matter what. Whether we win, lose, no matter what, Carnesec was cracking. But of course, you know what I'm saying, the garden, you get them big moments. Right. Special, them, man. them good teams, them rivalry teams. Yeah, man, so special. So I, I I'm gonna go with the garden, of course, the Mecca. Right. It's just it's just different when you play there. Every game is just a little more just feels special, you know. What I'm what I mean? The world's most famous. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure, for sure. So NBA court, you know, just where you want to be at, you know. Yeah, what sharing the same locker room as Carmelo at that point, and yeah, no facts. I used to take the uh, locker down, but one time I saw they they kept them up there. One time I did that a game after us or something like that. Yeah. We were in the locker room, they kicked us out so fast, but hey. Yeah. We saw the, the name on the top of it. We sat right in the locker we wanted to. I think I had a Amari locker, so it was cool. Yeah, I remember they had the Knicks logo. Just they didn't t- do anything. It's like sometimes they would just take it off like real quick and put a new one. No, they just kept the Knicks on it the whole whole, whole, whole game. Yeah, would be right. Yeah, that's yeah. good. What what good team court. what team did you hate to play the most, or what team did you dislike the most if they were the same? Oh um, no. Mm. I would say Georgetown probably the, the the team I hated the most as far as just like you know just back and forth us win they win type situation. The team I just hated was Villanova, no doubt about it. I hated yeah. them, never beat them. It was some bull. They always seem to pull it <laughs> off at the end. That's one of the teams that I wish we had one more year to play. Yeah, Villanova so, had that had that run. Those my two teams, they're just they were unstoppable. Oh yeah, they had a good run for, for like six years. It was a good good run with them. Yeah, they owned the 2010s in the Big East and in the in the country. No facts. One, two, two three champions. They, they, yeah, they got two for sure. I know of. All right, what was your fa- What was your favorite road arena to play in? Oh man, we didn't play there long, but I'll go Cincinnati. It was so loud in there. We only played there. They left the biggies, but yeah, when we played it there, it was so loud and the atmosphere was so good. Everything was high. It was really was good intensity and everything. Um, as far as for me, um, but if you want to talk all four years, I would go. People don't realize I, I go to Paul. DePaul, the old arena. We played them in um, the one in Roseland. Yeah. yeah. That was, was an interesting everything. Yeah. No, I think yeah. was it Wintrust in in uh Roseland? I don't remember. It might have been the Wintrust Arena. No, I think we, it is we, now. We, well, we played no. No, we played them um we were Chicago. We played them all in the in the Bulls Arena. Oh, you did? Well, it used to be American Airlines. Uh what I can't I remember we who, who who got the name. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, yeah. I think I think I think yeah, everything had changed at this point. Like, yeah, now they have yeah. a new arena, right? New, bigger money, new money. Yeah, yeah, new money, new money. You know what I'm saying? Hey, ain't never on wait. You know what I'm saying? Get better. But yeah, that was probably my one of my favorite ones. But it was also because my family would, would always come because they were so close. Right. So that was that was yeah. probably one of the biggest reasons why. Uh, that must have been saying with you and Phil's team, uh, whole family showing up for those two. Yeah. So our like when I say our um when we was there, our our fans was was loud, louder than theirs. Cause you know what I'm saying. So it was it was all love. 
you know, my family is super loud, and they feel family joined right in, so it was all good. Yeah, and you the know, ball sucking family. made it real quiet for them, so. <laughs> it made it really real quiet. Yeah. <laughs> so it was all good. So. Yeah. And then my homeboy played for them, too. Uh, who? So it was always good. Uh, Charles McKinney. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was always good beating AS one time for the one time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, shoot, D'Angelo talked about he knows how much he scored on every single person he's played, so. <laughs> I, I bet D'Angelo do. Yeah. Super bucket. Man. He was a super bucket. And still yeah. is to this day. <laughs> but so your year where all four years you played – 32 or 33 games. You always made it through, always healthy. Your junior year, you kind of hit a slump where statistically everything started going down. Then you came out your senior year. It looked like your shot confidence skyrocketed and you just saw the game differently at that point. Like, it was, I don't know if it was just a pure confidence thing, but something – Everyone watching could oh, see man. something happen between those two years where you came out senior year and you just went. Um, the difference was junior year, we had so much talent. I mean, like, the talent was so crazy. Uh, it was hard for life. You know, like, if you mess up, it was one of the things where he had somebody behind you to go ahead and with no – the rope was, I think, for everybody besides low was like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it wasn't no time to mess up. And when you got so much talent on the bench, it was just, you know what I'm saying? So uh, that was probably the biggest thing, uh, adjustment, just that was in the confidence, you know what I'm saying, where you where you can play with just free, you know what I'm saying? So that was the, that was the biggest thing, being knowing that ain't nobody just knocking on your, your back like, like, oh, man, I can't do this. That's, you're a little bit more looser. So that's what it was. That's all it really was. Like I said, confidence. And then just working on my game, you know, all three years. And it finally just rolled and, and came together. I've always a great defensive player. The offensive side just popped in. If you know, like, the first, like, I'd say, like, 10 games or something like that, it was kind of like, eh, you know. And then right before we hit the Big East, I took off. And then in the Big East, it was it was over. With. Um, it was fifteen plus in the Big East every night. So, yeah, I mean, you had yeah. uh, well, you man. developed that uh, stop on a dime mid range jumper where you, D'Angelo, and Phil all had that shot down. Mm, but yeah, and was, then they was, had they had to yeah they had to stop. It's four, uh, it's four is checking me. Yeah, everybody. So yeah. then you had the four checking me, and I can check a four. So it was like it was in a mismatch on the other end. Oh, yeah. I was like. You got to take me, but, you know what I'm saying, it's harder. So, one of them things. Yeah, I mean, live I mean, on the phone. Me and uh, Chris back there blocking everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. For Costco, you know, utility, all. I was everything for the team, and I, I didn't mind it. You know what I'm saying? I did do whatever the, whatever the team needed to win at that point. Yeah. And we went as far as we went. Yeah, I mean, Lavin called you the Swiss Army Knife. Because they, yeah. they, yeah. uh, they were talking, they were talking about they were talking about Justin Simon uh, a couple weeks ago, and Lavin came out on Instagram was talking about. Now he's like, no, 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 the original Swiss Army knife, Sir Dom. No, nah, yeah, I didn't see it. Okay, I gotta yeah. go see what he talking about that. But yeah, he gave me that name, and I, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> so keep with it. It was 
when he said it, I was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. So along that theme, what's one of the, like what's some of the best advice that you've gotten from either Lav or from another coach? Oh man, the the I live my life by this one, man. Just stay in the moment. Be a buzzsaw. Stay in the moment. You know, Lav always talk about being a buzzsaw and it's just even tilt. You know what I'm saying? No peaks and valleys. You know what I'm saying? Just even tilt. Yeah. And that's how I live my life. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, it's gonna be ups and downs, of course, but you try to stay on that that straight line and straight arrow and Everything at the end of the day, it corrects itself. Yeah, Lav has some amazing quotes and amazing sayings to live by. <laughs> no, for sure, yeah, yeah, so many, and he 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 go throw a metric, and you go, and you go. Eventually, you go realize what he's talking about and what he mean by it. And the older you get, you realize, okay, this is what he meant by this. This way, okay. So you know he been around, you know what I'm saying? His uh, what, what do you call it? So Mr. Miyagi, all it's like, no, yeah. love yeah. to be talking, but it makes it makes sense at the end of the day. Yeah, he yeah. has so many experiences. Him with having Rico, yeah, and then you have Rico and uh, Tony, both them giving you information. Oh man, the, I, I ain't gonna lie to you. That was the best best coaching staff I've ever been a been a part of. Not gonna lie, from the the learning to the big brother aspect of even though they're coaching they like they like big brothers to us they're like they just whatever you need it they, they they find they try to find a way to, to, to do it for you and get it for you the right way you know what i'm saying and keep you straight and on the narrow so it was i yeah. can't complain i still talk to them to this day i talk to all but all the coaches to this day so yeah that coaching staff was special still. it really was one big family yeah yeah i mean sure you had uh it was, it was no let year. down nowhere yeah. <laughs> yeah, done that. Yeah, oh, yeah done that. What were you gonna say? You sound like you, you seem like you want to say something. No, don't let man. <laughs> no, I ain't gonna say nothing, man. Don't let is, is a good guy at the end of the day. Me and him just we bumped heads, but he's a good guy at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean he's a nut, right? He's a, a he is yeah, a basketball yeah, sure. crazed man, which is you know that's what you want yeah. in coach. No, for sure. He, no, hey. No. I ain't gonna lie to you, X and the O's and all that stuff. He he's he's him. You know what I'm saying? He's that guy. He's gonna do the right thing. Um, discipline, all that good stuff. He's gonna make sure you, you know what I'm saying, do everything the right way. He's gonna explain things. It just you know, sometimes you you, you get a, a different aspect outside the court, if you know what I'm saying. But at the end of the day, he's a great guy. Absolutely. So uh if you had to pick your St. John's all time starting five. Who do you got? Oh man, all time starting five. I'm gonna have to put Mark Jack at the one. I gotta go with uh, Low at the two. I like Philippe. Okay. At the four, and then oh man, I forgot we got Chris Mullen and that boy too. Gotta throw him in there. Uh, and now I go see you. And now I go see you. You're not putting yourself in there? Because you know you got somebody back there that go clean the glass. For me, if I'm going to put myself in there, you know what I'm saying? Chris Mullen got to go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fair. I do like so, I like so, your style. One thing, yeah. <laughs> I like, uh, I like yeah, Philly I like Pay with Seattle. I think it's a good team, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That could be yeah. a fun team. Well, it's, a, it's good. And then you got you – got, Oh, for sure. You got six ten, six nine, six ten at the those small four at the center, and then you got 
low end, you know, market. So he's good to go. Of course, I can throw myself in there. You know, I'm gonna be. I call me the six man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if I'm yeah, like, yeah. whatever you need, I can go one through five. You know what I'm saying? It's, Absolutely. It's with one, one of them. Got to have the Swiss Army so, knife that spark off the bench. Yeah, got it. They need them, so we good to go. So, how did it feel playing? If I t- bring you back in time, how did it feel going mm-hmm. down to Charlotte and playing in the NCAA tournament your senior year? Oh man. To not make it for three years and to be close to the years, it's like, man, you finally get over that hump. And then playing the game was like the only thing you always dream of, like the crowd was there, the announcements was there, like everything was there for the, you know what I'm saying, for the moment. Everything you yeah. thought it was going to be, it is. You know what I'm saying? Besides the win, I feel like we did what we were supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? I'm still mad at T.O. and I'll tell him that to this day but yeah. we we all we all keep that one on the side but yeah besides that it was it was a great experience as far as being escorted from the airplane to the hotel to just that five-star treatment man it was, it was just just great from fans to like breakfast tonight you was just all perfect and no letdowns nowhere all all uppers you know what i'm saying yeah, I'm sure like seeing the branding everywhere, like everybody, like they see you and they they definitely know you're a basketball player playing this NCAA tournament there that week. There's no, I could only no, imagine sure. like the atmosphere around it. No, for sure. It was crazy. Yeah, it was a great time, great time. It was great people. And you know what I'm saying? We got to spend time. You know, our, our families got got a chance to fly out there. So you spent time with the family, friends, and got to, you know, relax a little bit before the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To experience the city a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So how was it, especially... So let's talk about, like, you said the year before that, right? I mean, we were... Mm. We should have made it in the year before that. And then we get... Yeah. How How is that? Like, tell me yeah, how the the difference between, like, you know, the year before just missing it should have done that. And then you go on to be the number mm. one seed in NIT. You guys don't care. Blown out by Robert Morris. Yeah, and then, that game. We we knew we went to that game. Like man, oh, yeah. I I started I started with the year before. The year before, um, um yeah, as you know, like D'Angelo got suspended. Yeah. So that that messes up when we needed. I think it was like two games or something like that just to make it in. And one of them games, you know, going from your leading scorer going down, it's a hard adjustment. You know what I'm saying to making one game. So it yeah. was one of them things where we're like, we're so close. We we don't want D to go, you know what I'm saying? But we yeah. know why he got to go, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, it was just a down thing where like our spirit was like, man, we were looking like, maybe, you know, we still had a chance, you know what I'm saying? Maybe oh, if yeah. this team lose in the tournament or this team win, they 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 tournament, another team don't make it. Right. Um. So being the number one seed, and then I see why Kentucky lost to them the year before. Mm, that's right. You know, they upset them, uh, right? Just going, yeah. And I, I, I believe that the same thing happened with them happened to us. They plan for real, and we plan to go home. Like we right. were, we were planning to go home at the end of the day. Like, and it's a horrible thing, but it's like, man, your 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 um, I won't say your confidence, but your body just like, man. We were like so close yeah. and we didn't get it. So you like, man, we we'll figure it out. And then the next year, 
was actually the year where we like we don't know if we're gonna make it, but then we start playing and then we, we started seeing like, oh, what? And I think we, we made it to top what fifteen in the country that year? Yeah, I think we made it up to fourteen, fifteen, so or sixteen. We made it like thirteen. Yeah, yeah. I think that was like we were up there. Like we were top we fifteen. Yeah, like I think it's thirteen. Yeah, we we were somewhere in that room. So anyway, but then we like, oh, 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 yeah, we, we got a team here, yeah. and we just pushed through. You know what I'm saying? We found them. Like I said, I popped out of nowhere. DFL was always buckets. Um, CO came. You know, our our defensive presence in our small ball, where it was like we wasn't a liability on defense, so yeah. we didn't have to worry about that. And then offensively. I was a mismatch to every four in the country at the at the time. Yeah, and it was like, okay, we 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 got we got something here, you know what I'm saying? And then the coaches installed a confidence in us where it was like, okay, we 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 not missing shots, we everything falling, our mid ranges. I think we probably like sixty percent at mid ranges, and we just mixing and having fun out there. And we ain't got like I said, when you ain't got nobody per se riding your back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You like okay. I think we were playing 35 plus minutes a game. Sometimes we played 40 minutes the whole game, so it was like you ain't got nothing to do but play. Go out there and play. You got nothing to lose, and that's what happened. We went out there and played like we had nothing to lose, and we won a lot of games. Yeah, man, you gave me a little chills right there, remembering all the that yeah. senior year, your senior year, <laughs> the good time, man. Man, like I said, yeah, that senior year was it was different. It was, it was just like I said, it was magic in the air from the the garden being rocking. Like once, yeah, even before we got ranked, the garden that senior year is like it's like they just like I think the people just knew like we about to just just take off and it 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 happened. So yeah, it was magic times like them garden days, man. Like you said, yeah, remembering them boys now. Them yeah. Garden days were different. Yeah, yeah. let me I change mean, my answer early. The garden. Sure. The guy. <laughs> don't, even, don't even worry about trying to say that. The legend, yeah. but yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. But yeah, you uh, yeah, a nice little amount of trophies at the uh, the end of that year. You got second team Big East. You got Harry Big East. Uh, I think it was co-defensive player. And then you got most improved yeah. on top of that. They they, they never want to yeah. give a, a St. John's player the that, full that, defensive. That, that Cody. Yeah, that that was crazy. I wouldn't even like it wasn't even close that year. I'm not even gonna lie to you. That's one of the things I'm like I looked up, I'm like, I averaged three blocks and three steals, and the other guy averaged three steals. Like Yeah, that don't like, make sense. Come on, that's not even not even close. He averaged no block. Like, it wasn't even close. And I'm but it's cool though. You know, they gotta do what they do. It is what it is. So but yeah, the um but the the um, the Haggerty Award was one of my, my my favorite awards for the simple fact I didn't have no clue about it and it popped up and they was telling me about it and the players who won it I was like oh and, you know I did a little more research and try to figure it out and I'm like oh okay this is actually a, like a a big award for like the whole you know what I'm saying tri-state type situation so I was like okay and um mm-hmm. it was good so and to win that out of all the people even. Two people on my team, you know, I'll I'll beat them. So it was it was good. I mean, and then after that, you I don't know, were you expecting to be a second round draft pick at that point? Oh, um, yeah, you, you had meetings with everyone, but 
second round so thrown up in the rent. Like anyone can pick, pick, they might pick a seven foot three Israel guy that no one's ever heard of that never makes it anywhere. Yeah. No, it was one of them things where it's like, um, you don't know, you know, you're hoping, but um, you don't know. Not if you're not a top, you know, 15 to, you know, like late first rounder where you know that you can one in a, in a top 35. You just kind of got to just wait and hear your name being called. I was actually um, at the bowling alley with my family, just bowling. Like, <laughs> wasn't really doing nothing. We you know we was watching the draft, but we wasn't really expecting nothing. And then your name get called, you know? It's like, oh, oh. You know, you get that little phone call that you're about to get drafted. And it's a special moment with your family, especially everybody being around. So it was, it was good. Um, I enjoyed myself and my family uh, that night. That's crazy. That's really crazy that you were just at a bowling alley and then you look up and like, I mean, you get a phone call, but then you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, the phone call is literally like, like 30 seconds before and then it, it's up there. I was, like, yeah, I was on the phone all night. People, you know, calling me like, oh, when you get in draft, I'm like, I don't, I don't know if it's going to happen. You know, it's, it's one of them things, you know, I'm, I think I'll get to somebody training camp, you know, something like that. But you got the name called and then, you know, the Cleveland, right around the corner from the crib. So, all right. Did your family go out to a lot of games? It was all good. It was all good. Uh, yeah, they actually did. Um, they was at, I say, almost all of them. Especially we played like a back to back, uh, down in Kane, and they were there as much as they could be. Uh, they take that three four hour drive every time. Now, um, commend my family because my whole career from college to professional they 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 follow me and they they stay locked in with me so you know and they still to this day they some of them would try to come over here if they could no yeah they got time so i appreciate it everything they do you know what I'm saying? That's, that's good love you know what I'm saying? Support yeah. system. you need a support system that's the most important thing you got honestly if you got good people in your corner it could change no your facts. life you know what i mean no facts yeah you did two stints with Canton, so with the charge. I did. Uh, yeah. I think I played there three or four years. Three or four yeah, years. Yeah, the second stint. Exactly. Yeah, the second yeah, stint. The second was, was three years. 18 to 20, I think. Right. 18 to 21 or 18 to 20? It, uh, 20 because no, COVID. COVID. <laughs> yeah, then, I, um, then we played in the bubble. So that was, yeah, no, that was the same year. It just was, that, that was just a long year. Long so you did you did but get yeah. called up for the your 10-day contract mm-hmm. brought in about 50k for those 10 days hope <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hits man i think i'm three days into it yeah three days three four days into it covid hits what do you what do you uh what do you what do you think would have happened no covid do you think you could work the second 10 days oh man uh Oh, for sure, for sure. Like, I feel like that was the best team I've ever been a part of, you know, on Canton, um, where it was um, it was effortless at one point in time. Where like I think we had six or, or six to eight people all in double figures. Like one night, I go for twenty five for like six straight games, then I go for like twelve the next couple of games and then, but somebody else, like we just winning. Like there's no, those teams you're a part of where there's 
there's no egos and there's nobody trying to overrun the next person. And if you realize that, if you're in a G League, if you can realize, like, the people who get called up are on winning teams. Right. Besides the select few. But the winning teams, they want more of – you're not going to be there. You're not going to be LeBron. You know what I'm saying? You're going to help LeBron. Uh, you're going to help Steph. You're going to help these people. You're not going to outscore them. Right. So if you can just do play a role and they can see that role fitting with their team, they'll call, call you up, and it's your job to make the best opportunity of it at that point. Yeah, so, sure. But, yeah, as far as – I think I've got a lot more call-ups at that point because um, I, I think uh, Cleveland would go call me up. Well, they did call me up. I think I probably got another one from Cleveland. Um, and a couple more other teams out there, I'm sure, we're looking, you know. Um, I almost got to the bubble with the, with Houston. Houston. Um, so, it was. I just know it was teams looking, for sure. And they were making calls, especially at the end of the year, you know. It's that time where they give you a chance, a real chance, you know what I'm saying? To yeah. showcase and put your talent to, to the test. Are you considering uh, – I don't know if you did Summer League this year or tried to, but uh, next year are you considering doing another try for it or are you kind of just – you're happy with doing the overseas uh, at, Yeah, at this point, um, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Um, you know, I gave it my, my, my couple shots. You know, um, I just feel like it's this time at, at a certain so – I wouldn't say you should quit or do anything. I just feel like you should do what's best for you and, and yours. So that's what I did. I do what's best for me and mine. Um, if somebody was to offer me, you know, to come, of course, you you, you take it. But not not really in the, the chasing mode right now. Um, I'm just, you know, happy where I'm at. I make a good living, so I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. So make making a good living overseas. What's your favorite country so far um, that you've got to spend time in? Spend time in. Um, I haven't really spent time here yet, so I would go between Israel and Cyprus. Those are my two favorite spots I've been to. As far as off the court, where it's like the countries are beautiful, the great water, the nicest people in the world, they all laid back, um, and they're welcoming. You know what I'm saying? They're not pushing you off or you know doing none of the crazy stuff. It's, they give you that that family come on in. You know, um, I, they, they, man, the fans—they invite you to eat at their crib, and they feed the food, they bring you stuff. It's it's a different, whole different atmosphere over over these places. Have you ever yeah, have you ever gone to dinner with your with a fan? Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, uh, really? a whole family. Like, yeah, no, they, you know, they be locked in, and like they, you you meet them, you talk to them for a little bit. They be locked in with them. They just, hey, you want to eat? Yeah, why not? I like um, trying different cultures. You know what I'm saying? Different foods and things like that. You know, you don't question on eat with everybody, but you know, you lock in and of course, you figure yeah. it out. Of course, it's, it's a little different. Like, there's not the security like like LeBron where they can't get to you. You know what I'm saying? They can walk up to you, say hi, they see you on the street. It's a little, it's a little bit different. They not no malice, ain't no malice, and they nobody bones over there. You know what I'm saying? They all just want to make sure they know you're not with your family. So you know what I'm saying? So they try to make family. You know what I'm saying? They bring it yeah. to you. So. That's all it is. Well, wow, I enjoyed amazing. it because they really like really nice people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, why wouldn't you want to spend time there with people like that? You know what I mean? That's amazing, <laughs> honestly. 
I've never heard anybody say that. Before. No, We've yeah. heard like D said that Israel's crazy because like the 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 crowd in the game is like berserk, like almost like soccer oh, yeah. level fans crowd. No, for sure. That's I the man. That's the one thing you go get uh, a lot of places. But uh, as far as fans, the where I'm at right now, Bahrain, you guys see the crowd over here. It's crazy. Like the whole like the whole gym packed. And they separate yeah. the fans, and each side is packed. It's 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 it's, it's crazy. Like it's not an empty scene in the house. They're not sitting down the whole night. They yelling. They you know they're not really they're not fighting, which is good. But they yelling at the other fans. The other yeah. fans talking to you, chanting. It's just it's good vibes. So you can't yeah. you can't knock it. And then we'll uh, in this country on um, Bahrain, we um we only play in one gym. Like mm. all the teams. Oh really? Come in one gym. So yeah. it's the bubble. It's the bubble all over again. Oh, well, it's not the same bubble, but <laughs> it's like. But I think it's being better because, like, all the fans know where everything will be at. So, so the fans from this city travel to the gym, and we travel to the gym, and it's just it explodes, and it's like, yeah, Olympic it's, style. It's good vibe. Where it's everyone knows that that's the location you're going to yeah. watch your team. No, for sure. And it's, 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 it's a home court, but it's not really a home court for nobody. You know what I'm saying? You always at a mutual site, let's call it. Right, yeah. That's super interesting. I never heard that before. When, it's a, uh, when you do decide to unlace the shoes, have you gotten the pitch from Lavin about assistant coaching like everyone else seems to get? Oh, man. Lav, you know... <laughs> Live always like I think Live just want his players to come back because he he enjoys and he's a family oriented guy. So yeah, but uh, Live always you know what I'm saying especially uh, me I'm always up tight with Live I, like everybody is. I don't think there's not Live talk to the janitor still I bet. So <laughs> it's Live one of them people you go talk to Live for the rest of life. Live talk to people in my family I didn't think he knew still. So it's <laughs> like oh okay yeah I talked to Live yesterday what okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, he um, I think he wants that because he knows his players. And I think he knows the players to ask and who wants to come back. But yeah, I would love to go back with live. Um, I talked to him. I pulled the um, went up there this summer. Um, I didn't, didn't have the time because I got the job over here during the summertime, and then yeah. we went late into the summer this year. So it was just one of them things where I didn't have the time. But for sure, next year I'm gonna go up there. Uh, holler at them, see. What it is, I'm, I think I only want to play for a couple more years anyway. I think I got like three or four more years in me anyway. So just mm-hmm. that uh, that overseas run, it, it is different no matter how long you play. You're so far away from your family. It's, it's, it's different. 20-hour flights get tired. Definitely. <laughs> I can't even imagine a oh. 20-hour flight. Especially legroom for you. Shoot, I'm, I'm six foot. My legroom sucks. I can't imagine being six yeah. six. Man, yeah, the only good thing I've been I've been lucky to get uh you know either good good seats let's say that yeah I mean they would get a lot of a lot of room so get the uh, the, yeah, the back of the pad. plane is is tight right there yeah you know just, just a little bit so yeah. or you get the the good exit row you know the one with nobody in front of you yeah right yeah one of the Changes two everything. I need it for sure when you got to yeah. on the plane for ten plus hours it's it's a essential it's a yeah. six foot yeah. So what's the difference? Not, what's the difference between playing like in the G League and playing overseas? Or I guess you also touched the NBA. So what's the difference between 
kind of all three, I guess. Um, let's start. I'm gonna start with the travel. Let's okay. just go straight straight to what it is. The travel is, is completely different. Um, you know, one first one's a private jet, the other one's commercial. So it's, that's that's the first thing. But like the the style of play is uh probably one of the biggest things. Um, it's a little faster, and you know, in the G, like the rules are a little different. Everything over, I think overseas is more uh slow and methodic. You know, you know what I'm saying. It's more uh big man. Uh, I want to say more big man. It's because even overseas it started as you probably can see it's starting to be more guard oriented too. Yeah, but like they still got the big man where he go post up and he actually go score the ball. You know what I'm saying? He go yeah. back to the basket. He'll get you a couple pounds. He'll get his little hook on. So that's um, I would say that's the biggest difference between the overseas and the NBA and the G League. But both both very talented people. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Got talented players in it. You know, depending on what country you go to, all the top, I would say all of the top three teams in most countries. I wouldn't say could, can compete, but they got players on the, on their rosters that can compete for NBA spots. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah. But besides that, it's like, it coaching I would say the fifth team guy. I know where you're going to coaching. Say, yes, uh, I would just say yeah. The, I would say the fifth team guy over here is nowhere near the fifteenth guy over there. You know, in the, in the NBA, right? So that's, that's the biggest difference. But as far as that, um, what you was asking? The coaching. How is the coaching different? Like between oh. Yeah, uh, they coach you more over here. Like it's more, they want to do uh more X and O's over here. Like you're gonna run a play over here, but I think they do that over here because the coaches want to control the game more. You know, right? They yeah, get, they get paid to control the game and in different aspects of it. So that's that's a big difference in their coaching. Um, but that they still let you do kind of if you get the right coach, they kind of let you play your game still. But they go more, they more um practice and go a hundred, you know what I'm saying? Then then back in the States where it's like you on your own, they want you to they want you to get good, but you gotta want to be good. Over here they're gonna make sure you're good. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. different. In the States, you gonna be good if you put the work in. Here you they're gonna make you put the work in. That's very interesting. But that's how that's how you see people in the NBA like they fall off. Cause the coaches they not they're not making you. They they want you to and they will talk to you in the league. They, uh, they, they, but they're not going to hassle you. Right, yeah. At the end of the day, it's on you if you want to. Yeah, it's on you. Like, exactly. You go call me, like, hit me up. And then um, overseas, it's like, we go get you in the gym. Like, we go do things, like, during practice. You still, I feel like, you know, overseas, you still, if you want to be good overseas, you still got to work yourself. Right. But during practice, they're going to they're gonna work you in practice. Mm. That's the only difference as far as coaching and practice go. All right. Yeah, we, we still got a lot of practices, if you know what I'm talking about, over here. The yeah. long boys. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different game. It's a totally different game, I think, I would say. Yeah. I say I compare I compare it more to college. It's more like college coaches. Yeah, because they're very like, all right, we gotta be in the gym at this time, we gotta do this, gotta do that. Sometimes, you know. Yeah. All that fun stuff. Yeah. So all the fun stuff. Uh talking about college coaches and stuff like that. What's your thought on NIL? What what do you think you guys yeah, man. Could, what do you what do you think you guys could have racked in those four years <laughs> with NIL in the garden? Oh man, uh, I wouldn't say like I wouldn't say big, 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 crazy money, but we would have got something. You know, we in we in the garden. We would have, you know, what I'm saying we got like a lot, a lot of hustling on the team. You know, who would have found a way? Uh, I think I would have had more like sponsor deals for food type situations. I would have been eating <laughs> everywhere. Like, yo, let me go ahead, go to here. I got you. Let me post all type of stuff. I just would have found my own way. 
to uh if it's not necessarily monetary like with money i would monetize with food with housing with with something else to where i made it make sense you know what i'm saying of course everybody's not gonna be you know what i'm saying the top guys go be oh yeah go ahead get him a million you know what i'm saying everybody's not gonna be that guy but i feel like if you hustle and you know what you're doing and you're in your area go ahead talk to the local pizza guy go ahead talk to the anybody to to to, to figure it out so i feel like if we could have did that man who would have been not a problem yeah, you know what I'm saying? a little extra money in your pockets if you, you know, what I'm saying? know who the people to talk to. So, it's been yeah. good. but it was the off campus eating, like you get right. tired of eating at, yeah. at you know, what I'm saying, Monty's at the same place, yeah, Monty's <laughs> all day, like you know, what I'm saying, you kind of had to switch it up. So, with the hiring of Coach Patino, have you uh visited, reached out, heard anything? Because I know Craig always calls about people, so. Yeah, no, I haven't. Um, as far as reaching out and communicating with him, I haven't had time. Um, like I said, this was one of my busiest years where I think I played for almost eleven months. This is okay. so it was one of them things where it was like I can't, I couldn't get back when Dean, um, when Dean uh, Phil went went back up there. I I didn't just didn't have the time to go back with him because I definitely would have popped up, uh, especially new coach. Uh, I heard he he wants he you know he encourages guys to come back at this point, so you know so I'll probably go back next year. I would try to go back next year. I have more time. Um, I haven't been back in St. John in years. That would be a good uh, how can I a, a good trip to go back see the kind of second get some workout in just have fun. Yeah, you um, haven't yeah. been. Uh, back since... I heard they they switched up kind of second a little bit, right? Yeah, they renovated it a little bit, but this the seventeen. Court's still the same. Yeah. Everything's yeah. still yeah. the same. Nothing. It's just okay. missed the game. Uh, Tafner's game worked though. Okay. Were Taff, okay. Taff, yeah. It went on Taff. Okay. Well, they changed okay. Tafner the year after you left. Remember when it was all white walls and everything like that? Mm-hmm. It yeah. was. They got. It's they not got, white walls no more. No, it's all stickers, top to bottom, and then they changed that the year after, like Mullen's first year. They got all stickers everywhere, mm-hmm. and then they changed Tafner a little bit, and now they've rechanged it a little bit already. It's been through a lot of okay, changes. Still, if Tafner other side, yeah, if Taff, if Taff is Tafner the other side, still uh, like the rec side. Yeah, it's still rec side. It is. For so now. Still there. Okay. For now. For now. Okay. They they building a whole different thing. I think Patino, that's what their plan Patino, is. Patino had some requirements when he came in, so let's just say Tafner okay. is definitely getting some work done. Upgrade. I remember, yeah. man. I remember our locker room when I first walked in was horrible. Live had to change that up. Yeah, I uh, I only heard stories. Yeah. I only heard stories about how. Yeah. Oh, you, you, you. oh man! I saw I saw the renovated one when it got when you fixed it. Yeah, when you fixed it, man, that, everybody was in a little box. It was, <laughs> it was, it was like I say, hey, live had to recruit the mess out of people, man, to get people to come. To, like I say, it was it was one on one. We're like, all right, we we literally coming here for a laugh type situation. Until, <laughs> but he also, like I say, he say he was gonna improve stuff. So and you know what I'm saying he did. He could do in a time that he was there. Yeah, that locker so, room was nice by the time. By the time he left, it was that was a, a serviceable locker room. No, yeah, for sure. It wasn't you can you could take recruits in there and be like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah. Not, not it's, it's but like I said, live found the right Yeah. Like I said, live found the right recruits to his freshman our freshman year to who didn't really care about that, who cared more about winning and you know, and trying to make it to the next level. Like everybody was trying to yeah, play, and you keep playing and keep playing. 
And you guys didn't even get to play with everybody. You guys recruited that freshman year, right? Who was it? No, Norvell Pell. No, Jakar. No, Jakar. No, Jakar. Amir. Amir didn't come till December. Also, uh, wasn't uh, Philip Lindsay, right? Wasn't he one of the guys Phillip, too? Uh, no, not Philip. No, uh, Nordine. Nordine Lindsay. Nordine Lindsay. Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah, him he too. He was. He was there. Like him and he, he left because of uh, Dunlap. Him and Dunlap bumped heads. And that's why he ended up leaving. But he he got there early too. Um, God gift, he made it. It was just uh, and and then hurt one, Phil's one wrist. Blue, like four or five people didn't make it. And yeah, then, and then he hurt Phil's wrist. Like man, yeah. <laughs> it was just one of them things where like that first that freshman year, like I said, it was a lot of ups and downs, injuries and stuff that went into it. That that's actually interesting about the Nordine Lindsay because he missed those two free throws at the Garden. And then it's just like everything seemed to collapse. Like he went from a guy yeah. that could give you double digits every game, and then it was like he missed those two free throws, and just it. I we never heard about Dunlap and uh, him bumping heads like that or anything. So like all yeah, we know yeah. is he missed two free throws and he lost yeah. it. Yeah, and you know what? That's I think that everyone said that since those two free throws, it it was it was downhill. But Nordin was one of the man, one of the fastest guys one of the most athletic and he can pass more than people thought he could. So it was one of the things where I wish he would have stayed and, you know what I'm saying? And just made it past his little squabbles and things like that. But like I said, I understand because it, it, it happens and you know what I'm saying? It, it, people try to do what's best for them. Yeah. So absolutely. Can't complain. You move on and keep going. All right. So I got one more question for you. Oh, if, yeah. if there is a St. John's TVT team, would you play on it? Would mm-hmm. you play again and go back? Yeah, I actually would. Um, I, um, they almost put one together a couple years ago. Two years ago, Nicola Pinto. Yeah, Nicola Pinto yeah, was trying yeah, to I, wrangle I, you guys together. Yeah, I was, I was down. Uh, it just, it just didn't. Know. I, I feel like if they were to do one, they would have to start now with St. John's guys. Oh uh, yeah. I get man, you wouldn't be surprised how many offers I got last year to play the TBT. I just, like I said, I didn't have the time. I probably got, let's say, half the field called that was like, yo, do you want to play? Yeah. So it was a lot. I mean, I might be all the time. Like, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't mind it. And I went, I would have played. I just wanted things where I had no time this this year. Hey, time is valuable. Hey, with uh, with all the new collectives of uh, boosters and everything like that, Maybe oh, we'll yeah. have a, 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 a Giants collective paid TBT team that you guys could play for. Yeah, but for sure. Somebody put it together and they hit me and if we get the right people on the team, I'm definitely down. And I wouldn't even take a second look. And this year, I'm my, my plan is not to play in the summertime. I want to take a little little break this year. So Man, yeah. I'll just play for my little 10 months. You yeah. know, overseas. Your legs got to be sore. Yeah, so I ain't, had a, I ain't had a real break. Like, I'm back already. And it's the beginning, you know, yeah. kind of August. It's a long slog out there overseas. No facts. But like I said, it's, it's part of life. And you know, we, we journeyman at the end of the day. And we keep keep moving and keep pushing. Absolutely. All right. Well, do you have anything else you want to, like, I don't know, you want to plug your social medias? You want to, you working on anything you want to plug? Oh, man. No, I'm not working on nothing. No, you can follow me at Fred now. Um, you know, I'm saying 15 on Instagram. Besides that. I don't even be on Instagram like that. You can probably yeah. tell I'm not a big, yeah. I'm not, not a big social media guy. I think once my my career done playing, my social media is going up in the in the Raptors, along with, with everything else. 
It's good, Bolo, man. Nice talking to you, nigga. I ain't seen you in a minute either, man. I know. It's been way too long. You haven't been back to St. John's. I, I ain't been back to St. John's. You ain't been back? I mean, I've been back. I mean, I didn't graduate till 18, and then I go to the games. Mm. So. All right, man. Well, thank you for getting coming on here and yes, having an interview you. with us. It was nice chatting with you. No problem, Always great man. talking to you, man. We want to thank Dom for joining the podcast. It's uh, always nice when former Johnnies come back and tell their story a little bit. I, Sir Dominic Corner is one of the more memorable people, at least to me, in recent years uh, because of how well he developed, I think, over the, his four years here. Yeah, yeah, he really bloomed into his own, his senior year, which was my freshman year. That was the first year I was a manager. So, uh, I mean, I've said it a million times. I'll say it a million times again. And Vincent just said it. I love personally talking to anybody. That was a former St. John's guy, especially when, you know, it was somebody that I was on the on the team with when I was a manager. Um, yeah, I just it was awesome to talk to him and I'm happy to see where he's at and I happy to see he's doing well for himself. Yeah. Dom was always that glue guy. Like he did yeah. everything. Filled yeah. the statue, did all the little things that helped us win. So it was, it was he was just a dog. You know yeah, what he I mean? Was. He, he always he was always diving, he was always going after he was always doing the extra, you know, mile yard, everything. He was a lot of fun to watch. I love him. He definitely was. Well, hopefully you continue to have a nice Thanksgiving. Uh, or whatever day you're listening to this. And uh, thank you for joining us. For Craig, Tim, and Nick, I'm Vincent. Go Johnnies. Keep chasing.